Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast about the adventures. Ryan Wilder as Batwoman. My name is Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. How about you? Uh, I've been better, but I'm looking forward to our discussion tonight. On this somewhat good episode? You said somewhat good. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I'm I mean, interested. like, the first the first two-thirds were really good. It, okay, it goes, so it goes you... downhill after that. Okay, so basically the ocean of it all ruined it for you. Well, yeah. Well, considering I'm not as hung up on him as you are in the negative sense, uh, I was perfectly fine with this episode. I mean, I'm just speaking for the people. No, I think you're speaking for you. No, we all got together and had a vote. We voted we don't like Ocean. I'm I'm sorry, who who is this we? Who is the we that voted? All of us. (laughs) I'm sorry. We had a night, we had a... (laughs) We rented out a really big place. It was very socially distanced. We all had masks on, and we took a vote. Yeah, and I wasn't part of this because... Uh, you were busy that day. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, for you and you own. And I'm sure that there are some listeners out there who can happily email or tweet us and let us know where they fall on the ocean debate. Are they happy he's on our screens, or do they wish he had stayed dead? Well, we actually have an email that might just answer your question. Oh, love that. Our our listener, Stephanie, writes to us and says, Hello, as always, good to hear from the two of you. I just wanted to say before the podcast starts, Tony Ann, I love how you sense a vibe between almost every character, because I am also that way as well. I ship almost every character with another character. I found this episode to be both good and bad. Good because it involves Sophie hairstyled in a cornrow. I found this episode bad because of Ocean. (laughs) See? And because I'm the only one with the password to the email account, you don't know whether or not I'm telling the truth. You just have to assume I am right. Well, I don't think you would have just pulled the name Stephanie out of the air. And if you're going to read a person's email, I don't think you were you would attribute something they did not say because oh, then they would come you, back. You don't know me that well at all. <laughs> I'm trying to give you credit here. At least let me. <laughs> I found this episode to be bad because where was Mary? How are you all feeling about Wallace's appearance in the next episode? It's official. I want to say one last thing before I send this email. I appreciate the both of you for making this podcast because I don't have anyone to talk to when it comes to the show. And listening to the both of you describe in details of what happened in the episode and have friendly arguments about the characters and their relationships, existing, not existing, or not existing at the moment, makes me happy. Thank you. Well, we are happy to make you happy, Stephanie. And you are more uh, than welcome to tweet either one of us and discuss this show to your heart's content whenever you want. I fully agree. Where the heck was Mary? Yeah, I was kind of wondering that. Like, I know, and we'll talk about it, obviously, when we get to the scene. But there was a very particular scene in the episode where it would have been actually really nice to have seen her. 
considering we saw her car. Right. Like, it's it's weird. Like, And this is I the first episode that she hasn't been in, I'm uh, pretty probably sure. At least this, probably the first episode this season, at the very least. And last season, I don't. I don't think she was in every episode last season, but with with kind of with Kate kind of out of the picture, like she's she's really like taken on more of a more of a constant role on the show. So see, not seeing her is weaker this season than it would have been last season. Yeah, it, and it it seemed glaring like there was a reason for it. Like I don't know. Like uh, they just... I don't know if there was a. I don't know if there was a reason. I don't remember seeing anything about like yeah, I don't the remember actress seeing... possibly testing positive for COVID or even yeah, like I didn't, I didn't see anything either, or even like having to quarantine because of a potential exposure or like anything right, like that. Like I... that, yeah, like that would have made a little bit of sense. Now the other, now maybe, and this is you know obviously just because they're actors doesn't mean like their life is should be public knowledge they're they're free to keep stuff private maybe that was something that happened where she had to leave the set and i know coming back she would have had to have quarantined for two weeks because that's part of the like yeah, that's, that's part, part of, of uh canada's you know that's canada's policy if yeah. you're coming back into the country you need to quarantine for two weeks so maybe she had to leave the country for something you know if she was on you know if she yeah. was doing something else for like a weekend or whatever and then she had and to come the, back in quarantine. Yeah, that could be like it. It feels like there may not. We might not be privy to whatever the reason is, but it feels like right. there, that that with, there is definitely a reason she wasn't in this episode because it feels like she was supposed to be, and like her her absence was glaring. Because I feel like if she wasn't supposed to be in the episode and she was just off doing something just because they were, right. you know because they just didn't have a place for her, they would have addressed it in dialogue. This felt strange. Yeah. And I think it, I think it also goes to, it also kind of goes to, um, to the characters, uh, the characters credit that this character that was in the first season that, you know, had some, had some good standout moments and was important. I wouldn't say she wasn't important to the first season, has really become so important that her not being in the yeah. episode doesn't she's seem bec- right. She's gone from secondary, I would say, in season one to core in season two. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. And that's mean and I would say one of the reasons is because like, you know, the first season like the core of the first season was the dynamic between Alice and Kate. And everything, yeah. like, almost everything else was secondary. Like, even to an extent, like, Kate and Sophie, you could have kind of Like, literally her. everything was secondary. And in a weird way, and, and I hate I, I hate to put it like this, but Kate's exit, in a lot of ways, kind of reinvigorated the show, in a way. Because it was kind of able to sort of tighten up and, and, and focus on other characters. And now we're bringing Kate back in. But we're we already have these other characters because we've spent so much time this first half of the season establishing who they are and and kind of peeling back the layers on more of them. And we got to spend more time with them than we would have if Kate were here. Uh, Yeah, I can I can can see what you're saying. So now it's going to be nice to kind of have 
Kate back in whatever in whatever form she's back now. And however we get her story kicked off, which thank God, because like you announced that she was coming back, what, three, four weeks ago now? Hard to factor in with the hiatus. Uh, we skipped. It was one, two, three. There was three episodes, and we skipped a week. So four. Yeah, this weeks. was episode eleven. This was episode eleven. So yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, it's four or five weeks. And her story hasn't kicked off. Anybody right. who wasn't watching, who came back because they made the announcement of Kate coming back. <laughs> It's just like waiting and waiting. They, pro- I mean, they probably tuned back out yeah. if we're being. Like, and now, you, and now you have to wait. Like it's the next episode, but it's oh, not until May second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'm so glad that Kate's story is finally kicking off because it's about time. But I'm also glad that when Kate comes back, the show won't be completely on her shoulders. The show is now more of an ensemble show than it was during the first season. Speaking of ensembles, we're going to dive into this episode. That's a horrible um, <laughs> That's a, segue, but I'm it's a completely horrible segue, but we'll just go with <laughs> yeah. it. Speaking of ensembles, we're going to talk about this episode, which had an ensemble cast aside from Mary in it. <laughs> there we go. I saved it. No, it's, it's still terrible, but it's slightly no, less no. terrible. <laughs> We're we're all good. It's fine. I saved it. We start off the episode with a bunch of driving. I yeah, mean, I there's thought... not really much to say about it. Yeah, it was, it was nice like, driving. It was literally it's nice driving and get to see Gotham, Gotham a little bit. But yeah, yeah, like Fast and the Furious Gotham edition. I'm like, all right, why are we? What are we doing? Why are we yeah, doing this? I mean. I mean, you definitely see the members of the false face with, like, their masks on. So you figure they're doing something shady. Um, and then we go to we go to uh, a warehouse where it's Black Mask, um, false face guy number four, and Angelique. And Black Mask is, is, is upset at Angelique. Because, you know, she only lasted three days in prison before she decided to rat him out. But apparently, we do find out that he was the one that told her to take the fall. See, I wasn't sure if he meant that or if he, like, when he said it, if he did it in the, well, I told, like, if he actually told her or if threatening Ryan was his way of saying, look, you have to take the fall. I wasn't well, sure I if mean, he was being. I mean, like, I'm sure he threatened Ryan, but I'm sure it was like, I want you to take the fall, you know, or if you don't, I, you know. Yeah, I'll I wasn't sure Ryan. if he was, it was down. Yeah, it was probably an ultimatum. Yeah. But it also did sound like he had like every intention of just breaking her out anyway, because he was like, "You were only in jail for like three days. When I told you to take the fall, did you really think I was going to let you rot in prison?" Yeah, but he's a super villain. Do we actually think that that's the truth? Well, he he, doesn't have superpowers, so he's just a villain. He's just a villain. Okay, fine. But, like, he's a villain, and, I mean, at this point, he can say that he was going to get her out, but she's, I mean, he kidnapped her, and she's now effectively out of jail, so... See, so he he uh, he did it, but also he needs her to to cook the snake bite. 
Yes. So, so I would I would assume that he wouldn't have let her stay in jail if if that was his plan. But it also uh, seemed like he he didn't really think he needed her at first because last week he expected all his little minions to make it, but it wasn't until he realized that they couldn't do it because they didn't have the full formula that he was like, oh crap, I actually do need them. Yeah. So so he's like so he talks about how um he has people stealing some of the ingredients that he needs to make snake bite and Angelique kind of acquiesces because he threatens her that she'll that she'll agree to make snake bite and he he basically tells her well you know if you don't at least I have all the chemicals I need to dissolve your body um because that's not terrifying I'll, it's not and one thing that um they say they say twice in this episode um that if this if this mix if the drug isn't mixed right it's toxic so i have the question of if it's mixed correctly can you not like is it just an addictive drug like are there no are there no side effects to the point like you can OD or you can, you know, is yeah, there no and, danger in actually taking it aside from being hooked on a drug? And what do you think? Was this the scene where they mentioned a potential uh, secret ingredient from Ocean or was that a couple scenes later? Uh, no, they they don't actually hint at the ingredient. They hint at his process of making it. Okay, because I thought that somebody referenced um like a secret ingredient that only ocean knew about and my mind went to well is that desert rose i i know what you're saying because i thought that too but no uh later on in the episode when angelique's first batch is done and black mask is like look you know uh we're gonna we're gonna test it out on you and she finally tells him she was like look he you know he told me he told me how he makes it but he didn't exactly tell me the entire process, like his, like the process to make it. It wasn't, they didn't say secret ingredient. They just said secret process. But I agree. Okay. I think if you put, I think he puts like just a drop or two drops or whatever of, of uh, the desert rose, like aloe or whatever you would extract from it for the healing properties. So I think that would, that would tend to like help you not overdose or not die from it yeah it sounds like without that it's it's very it's very toxic could explain why jacob has become aggressive jacob well i think that's just from from like needing a fix like i don't know if it's jonesing for it yeah i think it's like the drug is highly addictive so i think it's like when you want like if you if you smoked and like if you smoked a lot and you had like a nicotine fit, you know your body was craving the nicotine like and it's it's like one of those withdrawal things like you just get agitated because your body's missing the nicotine and it just heightens your you know it heightens your your bitchiness a little bit um so I think that's what it is with Jacob because like it, it literally like. It had me wondering, okay, so is the snake, like, is he actually on snake bite and it's making him more aggressive, or does he need it and he can't get it? I wasn't sure. I, I would say the second one. Like, he's he's 
jonesing and he's not like he's not to the point of like he's like wearing a hoodie trying to find a dealer but we'll discuss those scenes more when we get there but it was just something as we were discussing it it just kind of popped into my head yeah from there we go to sophie and ryan talking over the phone as ryan is entering the bat cave and sophie's at um, at crow's headquarters and she's kind of sophie's kind of updating ryan on what she knows at least the little information that she knows she's like look i she's like we think angelique's alive we think black mask has her i'm doing everything i can to find her ryan wants to help out but sophie won't let her uh, and Ryan was this close to telling her, like, look, I'm Batwoman. Let me help you. A little bit, yeah. Um, and we have a short interaction between Ryan and Luke where Ryan kind of just relays what the conversation she had with Sophie. And Luke tells her that um, they identified the two cars that – that um hijacked the SUV, the crow's suv and they essentially have uh luke essentially has um you know a thing a thing with the with the cameras in the city that when they show back up it'll alert him and they can follow him and the two cars were used in a heist of medical equipment or uh, medical stuff that they need for for a snake bite so yeah med- still need... probably medical like lab equipment or testing equipment something uh i'm thinking i'm thinking like uh pharmaceutical drugs but yeah um and then he said like the one thing that they still need would be fear toxin which is only like you can only get it in like one or two places in the city so the next time the cars show up uh it'll there'll be an alert on the back computer and they'll be able to they'll be able to follow it then we go to my favorite scene. This was we so have, great. This it was really was. We hilarious. have Alice still in the still in the um, in Enigma's office at her psychiatry her psychiatry uh, place. She's sitting, still kind of looking around, and in walks a guy who apparently has an appointment and is a new client. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm early. And he just assumes that she is Enigma. And Alice is not going to correct him. No. No, no. Alice is like, <laughs> Alice is like, oh, you must be my 530. <laughs> I was on And then she kind of, she, <laughs> have a seat. I'm already sitting. Right. <laughs> and she starts looking through the paper. Like, I don't think she's actually looking through papers on him. No. She just like flips. She's making stuff up because he's like – she calls him like, you sick puppy, and he's right, like, like – so we're she, like, here to like, flips my through two papers. She, she randomly like flips through two papers, and she's like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, you know, he's having some problems with the divorce, <laughs> and she's like, I can read between the lines, you sick puppy. Puppy. <laughs> is that what Enigma showed up right after that? Uh, right. Yeah. And then Enigma, Enigma comes walking in, doesn't see Alice because of the way the door is. And she's like, hi, I'm sorry I'm late. And the guy looks confused. Enigma turns around, sees Alice. 
then Alice just whips out the butterfly knife and throws it at the guy. That was good. And he just falls into a heap on the couch. The daggers just start flying. I, like, this was I'm, easily my favorite Alice scene of this season, and oh, maybe yeah, of the entire show. Absolutely. Like, like literally, I think, and I think that, wasn't your other favorite scene from season one, didn't that also involve a flying dagger? So there's just something about Well, Alice. I mean, when Alice is around, like, you're, like, there's going to be flying daggers. Well, true, but, like, there's always... There's always something about Alice flinging a, a dagger that's just so awesome. I know that sounds strange, but it's just the truth. <laughs> so, Enigma. So after the guy dies, <laughs> Enigma's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And and Alice is like, "Well, I'm here because you erased Ocean from my memories, so I need you to erase somebody else." Pause for one second, because this just dawned on me. They literally yep. had this entire session with the dead body right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you see it see it later on, because she references it. It's hilarious. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, they moved him from the couch to a chair. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, because Enigma sits on the couch the rest of the episode. Like, they literally, like, I, I'm sorry, like, I would just, I mean, I guess you can't really move a dead body in the middle of a work day, so you just kind of have to move, but it's just hilarious to me that they're having this whole hypnosis session and everything, and there's literally a dead body in the room. Yeah, so, like, during, like, when, so when Enigma says that, that Kate is, like, her last mortal compass, Alice, like, turns her head slightly and nods in the direction of the dead body that you see on camera. Like, the way the shot is, you have the dead body kind of sitting there in the foreground, and you see them kind of behind it with the with the perspective shot. And she's like, yeah, I would really hate to lose that. Oh, God. Yeah, she's able to, but she still has one shred of a moral compass left. Imagine her compassless. I mean, I really want to. I'm I am all for that show. But <laughs> from there we go to um we go to the drivers getting getting the um fear toxin or not getting the fear toxin. They're just getting the directions to go to the fear toxin pickup. And they start driving. Luke chimes in, tells tells Batwoman, "Hey, you know, this is this is the direction they're heading in. Batwoman tracks down one of the cars, stops it, pulls the driver out, and naturally it's Sophie. I did not see that coming. I yeah, no, neither did I. I also <laughs> so our our emailer mentioned that in the scene Sophie has a really good head full of cornrows. Like, like these are these are yeah. like exquisite, and I really dig this hairstyle. Me but, too. I I love undercover Sophie's entire vibe, honestly. But we saw Sophie earlier in the day, and she did not have these cornrows. So Sophie went home and was like, "How do I look undercover? I know cornrows," and spent what I can like. I know nothing about hair. But what I can only assume is at least an hour or two putting her hair into cornrows. I think it's long. I have no idea either. 
but um with what you do when you're undercover but I really like and like undercover Sophie has like a completely different vibe than regular Sophie and like I really enjoyed all of her undercover Sophie scenes because like her whole vibe was just different like the whole tough girl thing I kind of really like it well I mean she didn't really do anything like she was just driving and then she got pulled out of the car Right, she got pulled out of the car, but even, like, her whole dynamic with Batwoman was completely, it just, it seemed different. It seemed like she was under, like, just the way she's talked and, like, the energy she had, like, something felt different. And the vibe in that scene, I really liked it. We come back from commercial and we kind of have the the second half of the scene where Sophie is yelling at Batwoman because, essentially, like, she she made her. And because yeah. Sophie is now late to the drop-off, the phone that she had the directions on gets wiped, and she's essentially burned. She, like she can't go back and and get back in with the get back in with the false face society. They would just assume like they just assume something's up now with her. Yeah, so she's she's like she said kept saying she's burned, and she's like I told she's like you said we weren't partners, and I. I feel like she said, I told you to trust me, but that's not because she was talking to Ryan and not Batwoman. I don't actually think that that's what was said. Yeah, no, she just said, look, you said we would never be partners, so stay out of my way. Um, So I get why Sophie's upset, but at the same time, like, like Batwoman, like, like, we know Ryan has a connection to Batwoman. Like, that's not a secret. You know, she told Ange as much and she told Sophie as much. Like, she has a connection to Batwoman. Yet at the same time, like, if that's the case, why wouldn't Sophie assume, like, Batwoman would also be on the case? Like, I just feel like I get Sophie's um, anger in the scene. I just feel like, you know, hey, it's it's what Batwoman does. Like, she's she's trying to she's I trying to stop feel crime. Like, she doesn't I feel like she should have told Ryan – like, hey, look, I know you're tight with Batwoman, but, like, I got this. You don't need to worry. I have a plan. Just trust me. And it would have been fine. Well, I mean, I mean, they tried that last episode, and look what happened to Ange. Well, true. But, like, I feel like if she had said, like, if she had said that, then Sophie's anger might be a little more justified, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if she specifically said, look, don't get Batwoman involved. I know you guys are tight. Just don't get her involved in this. I got this. And then yeah. Batwoman showed up. Then the anger would have been more justified. It just feels like they could have played that a little differently. Yeah. Over back at uh, Enigma's uh, office, we have Enigma sitting down, dead guy in a chair, and <laughs> Alice kind of bringing Enigma up to speed. And she's like, look, I want you to erase you know, I want you to erase Kate from my memories. She's like, she's dead in real life, but she still lives on in my in my brain. And Enigma, you know, she's like, I have conversations with her, and Enigma's like, oh, that's fascinating. Like, what does she look like? And Alice kind of goes in, she's like, you know, she looks like she did right before everything happened to me. And Enigma, Enigma feels that because of the way she is presented in Alice's dreams or or hallucinations, that it would it would really like change dramatically Alice's personality if they wiped Kate's memory from her 
because exactly because believes, like she said she believes like Kate is still an anchor to her exactly and like Kate is a person she's known her entire life hell before they were even born they shared a womb like that's basically erasing part of who she is an right. intrinsic part of who she is like doing that who knows what could happen yeah uh, over at the Crow's headquarters, Jacob is calling Sophie into his office. Uh, as Sophie enters, we see Jacob with an agent named Tavaroff. Uh, I don't like him. Which nobody likes him. Nobody likes any <laughs> guy crow. Like, all the guy crows are douches or husbands of, <laughs> of women crows who aren't out of the closet yet. Like, that's the only... Those are the only two kinds of male crows in the company. I just um, I did not like this guy at all. So Jacob wants an update on Sophie's on Sophie's false face uh, shenanigans, and she's like, "Well, Batman screwed up my undercover operation, so you know that went well." Um, and Tadaroff is. Uh, is upset because you know they killed three members of the crows and they still haven't done anything they haven't found out who did it or or brought in anybody and jacob tells him to leave and we find out that sophie didn't tell anybody about what she was doing um she didn't tell any other crow she didn't have backup ready so she was basically going at it alone jacob feels that uh she is doing this because uh, she had promised Angelique that she would be safe, and now she isn't, so she's taking it personally, and Jacob takes her off of the case, which, like, that of itself is, like, I'm I'm fine with. Like, Jacob, yeah. Jacob has always had, like, a little bit more of a fatherly role when it comes to Sophie, ever since, like, ever since um, the Academy days, like, when he right. kind of told Sophie, like, look. You know, you're, you know, he was like, you're in the closet and, you know, this is what you should do if this is what, you know, he was, he kind of pushed her in the direction of denouncing Kate. Um, but he's always, you know, he's always looked out for her and what he feels is the best way possible. So I'm, I'm all for him being like, look, you're too close to this. You know, you're going to end up, you're going to end up making a mistake that'll get you killed. So I'm giving this to to Tavaroff. Sophie's not happy with this because she feels that uh, Tavaroff will just kind of try and wipe out Yeah, didn't she uh, say he's going to burn the earth or something? Scorch the earth, yeah. Like, wipe out um, wipe out false face no matter no matter what gets in his way and that, in, you know, and that, that includes Angelique, which Angelique. Is really, yeah, which is not something she wants to happen. She also, so as she's kind of pushing back, Jacob gets more and more angry and aggressive. And Which is the most interesting Sophie he's been ask. this entire season, might I say. <laughs> that leads Sophie to ask, you know, are you, are you okay? Because, like, you, you know, it seems like you, it seems like your personality is kind of changing. He, you know, yells at her to leave. So she goes over to the holdup where she has a bunch of shots lined up. As she's having shots with, as, as she's having shots talking to Ryan, basically filling in Ryan like you know 
uh, Batwoman blew my cover, so apparently that's my fault. Now this new guy is in the is taking the lead, and he's going to scorch the earth to take down False Face, and that includes Angelique. And uh, Ryan asks, does she know? Does he know where Angelique is? And she's like, nope. But it's only a matter of time. And you know, Ryan's like, well, what you know, what can we do? And uh, Sophie says that she needs an undercover asset who can uh, drive like an Indianapolis 500 racer because there's going to be another there's going to be another boost for the fear toxin. Um, and she can, you know, she can at least get them in the door as a driver uh, if they can find someone good. And Ryan's like, sign me up. Let's go. Obviously, he's not. Obviously, this is not a thing Sophie wants to do. No, no, but she doesn't really have a whole lot of choices right now, so she's going to do it. And that's pretty much what she tells her. She's like, look, you know, I want to help, you know, I want to help get Ange out of, you know, out of harm's way. You know, let me do this because, like you said, this other guy is going to just go in and scorch the earth. So Ryan, uh, so Sophie kind of acquiesces. We come back from commercial and we get Alice and Enigma, where Enigma's kind of, you know, not necessarily putting her into hypnosis, but putting her into a very relaxed state. No, it's a flashing light. Yeah, it's a it's a hypnosis technique. She's getting her into a relaxed state so she can kind of figure out exactly, I, I think, where her memory, like where what she sees and what what she feels to maybe figure out if she even can get rid of Kate. Yeah. So we go into Alice's dream and they're in the back of a car that's being that's just driving down the road. We have this adult was the same Alice. Car they crashed in, right? Yes. Okay. It's what yes. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably like the day of the crash because I'm again I'm pretty sure that's um Kate in her bat mitzvah outfit yeah so we have young kate and alice and old alice well you can literally just say young kate and alice because well i don't want them to assume i also mean and young alice well young alice would be beth yeah but i don't I, i have a habit every so often of like not calling one the other but still we have Alice and young Kate holding hands and Kate kind of taking their picture with a Polaroid camera because apparently this is the 1980s. <laughs> and they have a they have a conversation where Alice is like, you know, you're the one who told me to get rid of you, to, you know, forget you. And yet you're still here. Like, what the hell? Like, there, the door's right there. You can leave. Like, it'll be easier for me to forget you if you leave. And Kate is pretty much antagonizing Alice. You know, like, you know, you need to really look at yourself. I know you better than you know yourself, which upsets Alice because she feels like Kate was always like that. I have a thought. Yes. Uh, Does, is, are her visions of Kate psychosomatic or do we think they are a symptom of a potential physical problem like a brain tumor oh no i i think it's psychosomatic i don't know because just the the way she kept saying look at yourself made me think like something like you have to realize something is clearly wrong with you and that's why i'm here Uh, her mental state 
Ah, just something that dawned on me was possibly physically, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but I think it's more to do with her mental state. Like, so like Alice even says in this, who's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a manipulator. I don't, I don't have feelings. I never had feelings for you. I just kind of emulated what it, what it was a sister was supposed to feel. Which is and a lie. That she was. That she was, you know, she's like, I was born with a bad brain, and and that causes Kate to kind of disappear for a minute, and then we have, unfortunately, <laughs> Ocean show up driving the car. I and... loved seeing him, but I will say, when you messaged me on Twitter and said you thought this, you said this episode had your favorite and least favorite scene all in one. I assumed that it actually meant the same scene and that oh, no. one became the other really quickly and that oh, it was yeah. this. Scene. Yeah, no. Um, so Ocean's like, oh, you know, so does that mean like your feelings for me were fake? And then he's like, you know, you're lying to yourself. And then Kate shows back up and she's like, yeah, she's an idiot. And we come out of we come out of the dream and Alice is really upset she's and she tells Enigma, I think you're toying with me. Back at Fold Up, we have Sophie and Ryan looking over a car that <laughs> Ryan is really excited to be looking at and looks at the engine and is like, those are a lot of cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she's like playfully like... She's trying to sound like she's talking about the car and... Yeah, no, she's she doesn't. Like, she's not trying to sound like she knows what she's talking about. Like, she's just trying to be playful about it, and it's like it's not going down for Sophie that well. Like, Sophie's like, look, you know, this is what you know. You need to know this car inside and out. You need to know like, you need to know everything about this. You need to know street racing maneuvers. You know, you can't be taking this lightly. This is Mary's car, and Mary said that you know, if there's so much as a bug on the windshield when it comes back, we're gonna be in the trunk. I wanted that scene. That's the scene where, remember I said earlier that there was this yeah. particular scene where Mary would have been perfect. This is that scene. Because A, I can actually hear her saying that. And B, I really, really wanted to see her say that. I wanted to see her when they, at the end, when they're looking at the car. Oh, that too. Like yeah. that was, yeah, like that was when I wanted her to show up. Um, And Ryan essentially tells Sophie like, hey. I'll learn about the car. I'll do my homework. I'll, you know, I'll learn all the maneuvers. Just get me, you know, just get me the gig and I'll take it from there. Sophie's like, all right, I have someone that can help us. And it's Luke. And here, here comes my least favorite scene of this entire episode. So inside the holdup, we have Luke, Ryan, and Sophie just kind of chilling. And uh, Luke... Oh God! This whole thing. Luke Can pretending I... he doesn't know who Ryan is. And it's you like know. they're both like being really blatantly, blatantly obvious about the fact. Oh that yeah, yeah. No, this is this is horrible acting. <laughs> and and I don't mean like on the show acting. I mean like Ryan like, and them Luke pretending are terrible liars. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they're literally it's, they might as well have been flashing neon signs. Hey, we know each other. We know each other. We know each other. Yeah. Because this was so, just oh. So bad. So Luke sets up a new identity for Ryan and then spoofs a text message from a known false face contact to kind of get her an interview for the gig. And 
Sophie gets up gets up to use the bathroom and make a phone call or whatever, and Luke hands her, uh, hands Ryan a few things, one being a comm, so they can keep in touch uh, without Sophie knowing, to a tracker to put in the in the fear toxin, and then three a portable version of the bat of the Batmobile's AI. This made me laugh. Which. But Ryan was like, what do you mean? What do you mean upgraded AI? And he's like, yeah, I installed it with the new paint job. Didn't you notice it? And she's like, oh, I thought my driving skills were just getting better. He's like, uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> and Luke's like, look, I know you're I know you're concerned about Ange, but, you know, you know, working with Ryan or working with Sophie as Ryan and Sophie is Batwoman in two different things. Like Sophie's gonna figure out who you are. Exactly. Like, She's smart. And I I didn't realize that this was an anvil drop, but apparently it was. I mean, I didn't see an anvil, but go ahead. Uh well, given what happens at the end of the episode when which we'll discuss when we get there, like I, I figured they were dropping clues that like Sophie was going to eventually figure it out. Well, I mean, yeah. I did not expect eventually to be at the end of this episode. Well, if Ryan was more careful, maybe that wouldn't have happened. I, I, I feel like, like through that whole scene where like they're faking the fact that they've like faking that they don't know each other, I'm like, y'all are being so obvious right now. Like, if Sophie doesn't figure it out by the end of this episode, she really is stupid. Yeah. And also, and it was weird because like even Luke makes a comment. He's like, "Oh, you're you're Mary's roommate, right? Like you wouldn't have met her at Mary's house. Like you hang out with Mary all the time." Right. And like I served you at the hold up, the Sir Shirley Temple, right? Like stop. <laughs> which is which is accurate. That is very accurate. But it's just like, why are you being so blatantly obvious that you're trying to make it seem like you don't know each other when you do? Yeah. Back at Enigma's office, uh, Alice is talking to Enigma about how upset she is. She was like, you told me to confront Kate, and I did. I destroyed that little twerp, and then Ocean comes in and ruins it. Thank you, Alice. That is my thoughts exactly. Ocean just ruins everything. No, he doesn't. He makes things better. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really like Ocean and Alice. They're cute. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they so are. So in any event, no. <laughs> so in any event, uh, in any event, Enigma, you know, says that you know just the fact that you know Kate didn't leave her memories that quickly proves that. Alice is capable of emotional attachment, and Alice says, well, you're wrong because I killed Ocean, and I felt nothing. And, but, see, I think she's saying she felt nothing, but we know she felt something. Yeah, his blood on her hands. No, she she didn't want to kill him. But she yeah, didn't. Did. No, she didn't. Did she, she even wanted say, to. No, she didn't. She said, I'm sorry. And the only reason that she did what she did is because she loved Kate more. She did not apologize. Yes, she did. She said, I'm sorry. No, she right did. before she. Yes, she did. No. <laughs> yeah, she did. We go over to 
uh, Ryan, doing lots of cool racing tricks, pulls over, gets out of the car, and there's three, there's false face members, one, two, and 17. <laughs> and she's like, so, do I get the gig? And he kind of looks at her, and he's like, oh, how many, what's the horsepower in this car? And she says some number, and she's like, but that was before I did this, this, and this, and now it's up to this. I can get it up to, you know, 300 miles per hour, but I can get it faster if I need to. And the guy, you know, number 17 turns to number two, gives him a nod, and he hands her a mask and a phone, and he says, you know, when it happens, you'll get directions, you have 15 minutes, otherwise you're burned. And I forgot forget what happens after this. Uh, after this is a commercial break. Yeah, okay. I know that because I'm currently looking at commercials. I was going to say this was a commercial after this. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of uh, fancy car racing in this episode. Yeah. And it was, it was all well and good. I just, there's something like, I don't know. And I found this with other episodes, like when there's something like fancy car racing or like action sequences, I always find it hard to like really like talk about them because it's like all right they throw a punch the punch looked good you know yeah she should have thrown a kick there exactly we're not we're not sports commentators so it's kind of hard to really yeah we don't we don't know racing at least i don't know racing that well i definitely don't know enough about martial arts and fighting to really be able to tell if the fights like if fight scenes are like decent like unless there's like a giant club and, like, you can tell that somebody's, like, missing contact where there should be contact. Other than that, I don't know what makes a good or a bad fight scene. Yeah. I mean, one of these days we'll just get really bored and while we're talking we'll have, like, the episode playing in front of us and we'll just commentate a fight scene <laughs> like it's a sports <laughs> – like it's a, uh, a sports event. But, yeah, so if if you ever, like, wonder why we kind of breeze over some of that stuff, I just find, like, it – punch right. punch kick kick exactly know, and, like let's and, get let's get to the story elements like you can i'm always you can more of a be dazzled by too. your and yeah like, even with the ra- like even with like any kind of racing scenes it's like ra- racing has never been a thing for me anyway it's like oh look they're making a left oh wait what is that oh, oh, oh another? it's another left <laughs> it's like there's not there's not a whole lot there there to really kind of like delve into so that's kind of like what we skip it which i'm fine with yeah we come back from commercial now that the tv is caught up and we can stop (laughs) we can stop filling time (laughs) uh we have we have uh ryan in her car waiting for waiting with the other two drivers for the for the instructions on where to go and sophie starts calling and ryan's like i'm kind of waiting for an important phone call like what's up and sophie tells her that they just got a notice that a that an unauthorized drone was hovering around ryan's area and she feels that it must be false face and that they need to abort and ryan's like i'm sorry what i I, i'm i'm going through a tunnel like did you say we we should go. And Sophie's like, no, no, we need to abort. And Ryan's like, no, I don't think we'll be doing that. She hangs up and she gets the, she gets the instructions to go straight. And then like, like two blocks down the road, they're like, all right, you're here. 
Yeah, like As... I, I will say the one, the one was this where like you literally look at the direction and it's like straight left left. Yes, right. it is the worst <laughs> GPS in the world because it's not even because you're right. It just says straight left left and and that's fine, but it's like like. It tells you to turn, like, as you're at the street. I was like, this is not how GPSs work in the slightest. And- I mean, look, I'm, I'm fine with believing that, believing that they have, like, a proprietary GPS thing. I'm okay with this. Just the, just the <laughs> fact that it was, like, left right here <laughs> it was- is, is a little much. I felt like... Yeah, it just it was like they could have done that way better. Yeah. It felt like an afterthought. So so as as they're loading the fear toxin into the car, Ryan is having a chat with Luke. And she's like, you know, so how does this, you know, how does this AI thing work? And she was, he was like, you know, just hook it in and it'll be fine. And she's like, I miss my bat suit. And so the car that she is driving which is mary's is, car which is mary's car um which is you know it's fun. like it doesn't look super super fancy i just know it is because it's mary so i'm sure it costs right. like a bajillion dollars exactly given but her clothes and her like, wardrobe and stuff like right. it makes sense that she the never... only way i can really the only way i can really like like think of like an suv or a van, something like her trunk is essentially like open up the trunk and you can like you can see straight through yeah. to the driver's seat. It's, like it's not like a typical trunk. So as she's saying all this, yeah, it's a hatchback. Yeah. So as she's saying, I miss my bat suit, there's a guy loading fear toxin into the car who apparently just doesn't hear this. Yeah, and it- that that it, like, it seems like a, a very odd place to have the conversation, and like when she right. spoke Be- to, and here's a question: when she spoke yeah. to Sophie, and Sophie wanted her to abort, were they on the phone or were they talking through a transmission like she does with Luke when she's Batwoman? She was on the phone. Okay. Sophie called her on her cell phone. Okay. And. And yeah, like, and look, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because of the fact, like, it's like the car was clearly a hatchback and it wasn't just like the guy was putting this into a trunk because it has to be a hatchback because she has to go back there and, and put the, and put the, um, tracker in the, in the fear toxin and she can't pull over now because of the, because of the drone. drone. Right. Like that was one of the things Sophie's like, you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to pull over. They're going to know what's going on and ryan's like well i can do two things at once because i'm ryan wilder so they go off and ryan puts the device puts the uh batmobile ai onto the car and apparently luke is now driving the car and she's like all right i'm gonna go put the tracker so she starts crawling towards the back seat to put the tracker in the in the fear talks and and the crows show up and and luke is like um like hurry up and get back here because you need to take over ryan puts the tracker in the in the canister the crows put three bullets into the uh into the driver's side mirror of mary's car 
And I just Ryan takes her, back. I can hear Mary's reaction to that when she sees when she eventually sees her car. So Ryan gets back in the driver's seat. She drives to the drop off. The um, bald face number seventeen and a half takes the stuff out of and puts them in another van. They all have numbers. It's I don't make the rules. These are all their actual numbers. Look it up in the crew in the cast and uh, credits. He puts it in a van that's disguised as a florist van, and he takes off. Ryan comes back to the holdup, and she's all celebrating and calling out for Sophie, who's nowhere to be found. Luke comes walking in, and he's like, "Hey," and she's like, "Hey, where's Sophie?" And he's like, "I don't know. She she had me give her the." She had her give me the tracking data and said she would meet us here. Really, Luke? Luke. Been doing so good this year. It's the second episode now in a row that you were just dumb. And the second scene. Like, let's, I mean, this has not exactly been his brightest moment. It's not even like this is like, I love Luke. You know I love Luke and I'm always going to defend him. But like. He and Ryan both were, like, monumentally stuck on stupid this episode. Good lord. <laughs> we're, we're going back into, um, back into Alice's subconscious as Enigma puts her under again. And we go to the subway car with her and Ocean doing unspeakable things <laughs> on the floor. The chemistry between them, my god. The no chemistry. Like there is, there is, there is so little chemistry that it's not even funny. No, there is so much chemistry. Like I. No. Yeah. No. no there like, was. like there is, there is so little chemistry. This is like Kate McGrath kissing a guy level of no chemistry. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I know what anti-chemistry looks like. I'm very familiar with anti-chemistry. I see it all the time on various things that I watch. Uh, the chemistry between Alice and Ocean is blazing. Like negative. No, it is negative. blazing. It is there. And I'm going to need people on Twitter to back me up. No. Like, if, if their lack of chemistry was was like a tangible thing it would be like the iceberg that sank the titanic that's how cold their chemistry is their chemistry is so hot it melts the screen for me i think you need a better screen chemistry is subjective and i get that you don't see it but to be honest are you going to see chemistry with alice with anyone because you just don't see no alice Alice is asexual exactly for you but for no, me, realistically, like that, I wouldn't. Here's the thing: I wouldn't mind it so much, but it just seems like a like it just seems like a random change in character. Like I'll I'll joke that it's Ocean, and I will even joke like I think you know she has some chemistry with with uh, Sophie, but it's kind of like it's not as dramatic of a change as say Alex in Supergirl when she decided like she had baby fever. Yeah, that was But a it definitely seems like it shift. definitely seems like enough of a change of character that it's just a very jarring. But see, and I, I don't think it fits the character. I didn't I didn't see it as 
a change in a character. I see it as peeling back another layer to Alice that we didn't know existed. She didn't even know these feelings existed until she knew that they were erased. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it's not something, it's also not something I think the character needed. I'll be honest. And I said this, um, I said this to my friend, Lauren, like, so let, and for, think i'm harping on it being ocean it's not ocean like if this was I, any guy i think at this if point this was any guy, guy i would I think say any thing. guy I, any girl any person you just don't see alice as the yeah. relationship type and that's fine but i and, think that colors your view and of things you know i i will joke because i know how much you like ocean but i was telling my friend lauren and i and i and this is my like true belief like all honesty this is this is the core of it this show is very is very centered around um gay women for the most part like luke is luke we know is straight mary we joke about her having chemistry with with sophie but, but mary her and just has an item last season yeah mary like has chemistry she, with just about you know, everyone so you know yeah she can her go. and luke were an item at the very end of last season that went away this season but it's like, in all honesty, the Alice and Ocean thing seemed to me as like a token straight couple in this show because it just couldn't like they needed to have that. Like it just feels like you they feel like to it's have it's a, a like it's a it's a hey we're on the CW CWs are built on ship wars so like let's make a ship happen. That that could also be it, but I was just thinking of it like like hey. We need a reason for straight males to watch. So let's put, you know, because like uh, last season there was only one straight relationship, and that somehow disappeared. Like, but I, honestly, I still don't know why that kind of dissolved. But now we have this one, and again, it's only one. Like, like it's it's the only one on there. So I it also just seems think to be they're like trying to expand Alice's character. And give her viability outside of Kate. Uh, I will give you that, and and that could be another discussion of whether or not, like. Because do we think this storyline would be happening the way that it is with Ocean if no. Kate were still here? I don't think so. No. Again, I think most of the season again would come down to them too, which is fine. Like that was, you know, I signed up for that in the first season. I would have been fine right. with it in the second season, but. Um, I think I think that happening severely changed a lot of plans. Um, but I also think uh, we'll we'll get to that when when we get to the end of the episode. So her and her and Ocean, she's having she's having cozy time with Ocean, and Ocean's like, you know, you're the one that keeps you know dreaming of me. You know, are you you know are you sorry of what you did? And Alice, it's essentially an internal struggle with Alice. Like, do you actually have emotions for him? Are you sorry for what you did? What's going on? Um, and as Alice is having this discussion with Ocean, Ocean barges into the barges into the office and is like, "Hey, I'm Ocean. I'm back." And Alice doesn't know if it's real. And Enigma's like, "I thought you said you killed him." Uh, and she thought she did. Uh, then we go over to we go over to Sophie uh, breaking uh, following the tracking 
Black Mask gets the drop on her and tries figuring out how she found out about the place. Uh, knocks her out. She wakes up and he's like, "Look, I have the I have the Crow's headquarters staked out. You know, there's no you know there's no task force that's mobilizing. No one's coming. You really came here on your own. Why did you do that?" Uh, Batwoman shows up to save Sophie. I will say uh, her rappel from the from the uh, rafters looked odd. And this is like the only time I've ever looked at like it almost looked like the wire work that she was kind of off balance because she has like a little tilt to her as she's coming down from the rafters. Yeah, something did seem a little off. I couldn't quite place what it was though. Yeah. It was just like a little tilt to her body and it just it looked weird. Like like there's nothing wrong. Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It was just it was a noticeable thing that normally they just like her body's entirely straight when she goes down. So Yeah. Now maybe it was just get, the angle because of just like a camera shot or something, who knows? But it was yeah. definitely weird. They get into a fight, they get the upper hand on Black Mask. Sophie has a gun to to Black Mask's head, asking where Angelique is. Um, Batwoman has one of his arms. He, you know, he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a little a little clicker, and on the wall of the warehouse we have um we have Angelique being held at gunpoint by false face member 78. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, wave to the camera. And, you know, Angelique has to wave. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to need you to watch. And if they don't let me go, shoot her. So obviously they let her go. Uh, they let him go. Um, he had a he had a. Uh, batarang sticking out of him that he takes and very smartly keeps. Otherwise, they could have tested the blood to find out who he is. So I really like. I thought that was very smart. Like, yeah, that's he very. He pulls it like, out. Yeah, he, he pulls it out and he's like, "Hey, this is really good branding." And then he puts it into his pocket and leaves. That was very like I'm thinking five steps ahead. I play checkers. Yeah. Uh, I play chess, not checkers type thing. And I yeah. love villains who can see the whole board and make moves accordingly. Yeah, so I, I did really like that. Uh, during the fight, there was uh, there was some blood spilt from Batwoman, uh, and that's important coming up. Like the camera panned on it as it happened. Like he he punches her in the face, and like you see a little spurt of blood go against the wall. So he leaves. Um, yeah, he leaves. I totally missed. Then, I totally missed that. The yeah, blood thing. Uh, it's it's fast in the fight scene, but they do they do like make a point to show it. Uh, we come back from commercial, and Angelique and Black Mask are together, and uh, we kind of went over this scene earlier where she. You know, she cooked up the first batch, and he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to have you test it. And she's like, but I don't, you know, I'm clean. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And that's when she tells him, like, look, he told me he told me everything, but he didn't tell me exactly how to mix the formula or his special mixing technique. And so he's like, so this could still be toxic. And she's like, yeah. So, again, he goes to jab her with the with the snake bite and she's like look i'll i'll help you find ocean and he kind of stops and we go over to 
Ocean and Alice walking out. Oh, yeah. So after the after Ocean broke into uh, the office, there was a struggle between him and Alice that kind of left them both on the ground. And Enigma was like, I'm done with this. She, you know, she says a safe word. I believe it's pumpkin patch. Um, and she's like, and, and Alice and Ocean both kind of freeze. And Alice is like, what are you doing to us? And she's like, something I told Sophia I would never do. She grabs her cane, little knife thing pops out. She unties herself and then she leaves. And she gave them back their memories. That she gave them, she undid her. She undid her memory block, so now they remember everything. Walking out of the walking out of the office, we have we have Ocean and Alice talking about um, why is Ocean here? She's like, you know, what were you, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, for one, you know, Sophia had you kill me with a special blade. She's like, the blade was dipped in in um, desert, desert rose. It's like, yep. And so he's like, so why did she send you out here? And he's like, because you burned down, you burned all of the desert rose on the island, but there's still one. She's like, oh, the one that you had taken off the island. He's like, yep. She's like, doesn't she have like a seed bunker? And he's like, no one thought we needed one. That island was fine for hundreds of years. And then you Until you showed up. <laughs> and I like her reaction, putting that on my wall. <laughs> And she's like, well, do you know where this desert rose is? And he's like, oh, Sophia thinks Batwoman has it. And Alice is like, oh, well, that explains why she doesn't. She well, hasn't she died didn't die from Krypton poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, kryptonite poisoning. Yeah. And so Ocean's like, look, I gave you, you know, I I bared you my feelings on Coriana both times. You've been harder to read. So what's up? Do you regret stabbing me? And Alice is like, it doesn't matter. But it matters. And she, she was like, I had a world-class shrink today. Tell me I'm a monster. So, and he's still pushing her. Like, do you regret it? She's and so scared he, to admit she has feelings in general, not even just for Ocean, just in general. <laughs> she was like, I had it in me to take a knife and stab you through the heart. And he, you know, he's like, so. And she, uh, and She's like, you know, she just doesn't answer the question. Like, she, Which answers the she, question she in and of the subject. Yeah, she changes the subject so many times, she doesn't answer the question. Denying and, and avoiding is basically the nonverbal yes. And she said, you know, I basically had it in me to stab you. And that's it. Nothing else happens in the scene. Nope, nope, nope. We're not doing that. You now, are going. And next we see no, we see Mary's no, car no, no, with no, Sophie no, no, looking no, at it. No, but no, 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 nothing no, no, else no. happens in the scene. <laughs> nope, nope, that's not. We're not going to avoid what happened just because you don't like it. Nothing Alice, happens. Alice and Ocean kissed, and it was hot. And I'm very happy that it happened. And please let their relationship continue. Okay, I am done. Fine. Now we go over to Sophie looking at Mary's car. And it's like, all right, this is good. This is good. And then she sees the three bullet holes. <laughs> I want, and you're right. Mary should have been in this scene. Yeah. And as, as Sophie is thinking about all the ways Mary is going to murder her, 
she sees a flashing thing in the car because, of course, Ryan forgot to take the AI. Of course she did. So as Mary sees that, we go over to Sophie. the warehouse. Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. Not Mary. Sophie. Sophie. As Sophie sees it, <laughs> we go over to the warehouse where the crows are, in be- you know, are going through the area looking for clues. And Tavaroff sees the blood splatter on the wall and takes, uh, takes a swab of it to send it out for testing. Back over at the crow's headquarters, we see Sophie hooking up the AI to the to her laptop, and apparently this AI also records conversations because sure. Um, and on on the thing is Sophie uh, is Batwoman and well, it's Luke Ryan talking. and Luke. Yeah, Luke Ryan talking. and Luke talking, and she hears Sophie saying. I miss my bat suit. suit. And And, she said, oh my God. And Sophie says, what the f? And then we go to credits. Yeah. So two things. One, with Sophie now knowing that Ryan is Batwoman, I 100% believe that Ryan and Sophie are eventually going to end up doing something romantic because it's formulaic superhero show that the person who discovers your secret is usually the one you wind up paired with. Uh Uh-uh. Not true. At least from the CW. Uh, if that was true, then <laughs> I would have gotten my Barry Caitlin relationship. But that was oh God, you're a Snowberry fan. Good lord. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for you. Um, oh, you're a you're a oh, yes. Oh, I kiss Alwyn. Al Alshin. Yeah, I yeah, I got. They don't even have a good ship name. That's how you know they suck. <laughs> but that—that's the first thing is that I think Ryan and Sophie are going to become a thing. I've kind of been vibing it ever since uh, the scene on Coriana when she was dying in her, you know, in her bat suit. There's been a vibe for me ever since that episode. But the second thing, do we think that Sophie, now that she knows, is going to cover up the fact that she's Batwoman and make uh, make sure that those test results do not come back conclusive? Um, I was actually thinking that myself. So she, there's definitely going to be a reckoning, I would assume, next episode of Sophie being like, what the hell? But eventually... Tavaroff's gonna get the yeah. Tavaroff's gonna get those those results back on the blood, and it's it, well, it's gonna be Ryan's blood, but I don't I don't know if he knows Batwoman was there, but it might lead to him asking Sophie like, why was this person there with you? Um, so yeah, do I think do I think this will eventually lead to like Sophie having to having to cover up for Ryan at the Crow's headquarters? I do. Yeah. I think she will. I also have a the other idea I have is that Tavaroff is actually uh, working for False Face, is working Ooh. for Black Mask. He's um, juicy enough so that it could, could absolutely be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust any of the guys over at no. the Crows. But Again, like... they're all douches or or married to to women in the closet like those are the only two that we've come across so far the entire vibe his entire vibe from moment one in that scene 
was like in the scene with with uh, Jacob and Sophie was like, okay, yeah, he's giving me like massive like pardon my French big dick energy here, and like I need him to like back off so yeah he could absolutely be evil. Yeah, I could a hundred percent buy it. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of the episode, and now it is off. Uh, it is off this week, uh, this coming week, and picks back up May second at a new time, apparently nine o'clock. Yeah, because uh, uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, I believe, is going at eight p.m. Yeah, uh, which is losing a cast member as as I saw this week. Oh yes, we're losing Nick Rory. I'm so sad. Yeah. Um, so so the for this episode, um. Overall, like I said, I you know it was a, it was a good episode. I really liked, I really loved the beginning, and most of the episode was was good. And Mary I'll was joke missing. about, yeah, Mary was Mary was obviously missing, and it was again it was obvious. Uh, it was an obvious thing in the episode. Um, they could have given all of Ocean scenes to Mary, and it would have been fine. <laughs> Is essentially what should have happened. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't have too much to say at the end of this episode. No, I don't you? either. Yeah. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio group. Uh, we have lots and lots of podcasts, many varieties, some about movies like Academy Rewind, some about Supergirl like Supergirl TV Talk, some about Star Wars, Gospel According to Lucas, and some about hate watching, hate watch with us. Um, you can check out all the information at, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. It'll link you to all the different shows, give you a little information about what it's about. Uh, if you have a couple bucks to spare to keep the lights on, you can also head out over to the Thought Bubble Audio Patreon and give a couple bucks there. Uh, you can reach us in a number of ways. You can email us at Batwoman TV Talk. You can tweet at us at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. Well, that about does it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll so again we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully with no ocean. Uh, and we'll have our first, sure. we'll have our we first look of that. Wallace Day. Thank God. It's about time that story kicks off. And I really hope that like, when they say like Wallace Day is confirmed for the next episode, like we get whatever, can whatever Kate's going to look like. Can we actually have her speaking words too? Yeah. Like, can we get her in her new face and, and like doing a couple scenes? Like that's like, what I want. That's, so. I, I need this story to kick off and I love Wallace day. Like she was one of my favorite parts of Krypton. So like, I need her to actually have a story and for this to really just kind of kick off. I'm so excited and I want this to work so well, but I need it to start. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be in two weeks. Uh, which is good because I have like four or five different Oscar movies to watch for Academy Rewind before Monday for our um, for our Oscar wrap up special. Uh, so that is my week this week. Yay! Have fun. Oh, I will. Uh, but they are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we're gonna get out of here. See you later, everybody. Bye.